And good evening, everyone, and welcome to Race Time Radio, all live tonight on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks, and, of course, on Rev TV Canada every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, but I hope, I hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Did you happen to tune into the gold rush earlier today? Of course, it got rained out yesterday, uh, but today, no rain in the forecast, and away we go. The gold rush went off without a hitch. How about green to checker, 123 laps. Uh, just a beautiful race. Happened at Flamborough Speedway today, and of course, we had it all live on Race Time Radio. But if you want to go back and have a listen to it, you can if you happen to have missed it. Uh, but let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. What a barn burner of a lineup have we got for you tonight. We're going to kick it all off. I can see him on the Zoom line. Of course, Jared Butcher goes to victory lane, gets that second win in the Pro Stock Tour right on Canada's East Coast. He did a great job out in PEI. Uh, he went to victory lane, and we're going to catch up with Jarrett right off the top of the show. Then we're going to get off to Manitoba. How about that? we got a dirt track that just fired up out there. And uh, Chris Onra, I do believe that's how you pronounce Chris's name. Uh, we will double check for sure when we have him on the show. But it is called Dead Horse, uh, Dead Horse Creek speedway uh and it's a rebirth of a speedway that was there long ago and now it's all fired up and uh it's uh you should see the audience that that place had just a couple of weeks ago and i know they got a big event coming up we're gonna check in with chris tonight and get you all the skinny on that racetrack if you happen to be going across canada on holidays be a good spot to drop into and uh say hello to everybody but uh let me tell you who else we got coming up. How about the number 51 junior late model? I know we've had clips and interviews with the odd junior late model. Tonight, we're going to hear from Cole Camrath, driver in the number 51 for Image Raps. Uh, Cole, young Cole, has been burning it up. He and his brother, uh, two youngsters of the sport, uh, doing a great job. Uh, we're going to check in tonight with Cole right here on the show, all live. Uh, looking forward to doing that. Then, a first-time winner in the Ontario Sportsman Series, we got uh, Brendan uh, Patrick coming up. Driver the 0-2, went to victory lane at Peterborough Speedway just last night. Uh, did a great job in his 0-2 machine. Tough bunch of customers he races against. He beat them. He got that first win. And Brennan's going to join the show here with us. Uh, we'll also catch up with Trayton Lapsovich. At least we hope to. Uh, Trayton had a great yeah, West Coast run. Uh, went out and, uh, well, you know all about it, right? In the NASCAR Bindi Series. Had a tremendous run out there. And uh, he is going to join us hopefully tonight. He was as well in the gold rush today. Uh, came away with, I believe, a fourth place finish. Uh, just just amazing run. And hopefully we'll catch up with Trayton here on the show. But what do you see? We get to that Zoom line and we'll uh, welcome in 
that two-time winner in the uh, East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. He drives the 54 Red Machine. No, not Red Machine. That's his brother. The Black Machine. It is. Jared Butcher, what's going on there, Mr. Oakley? How's it going? Uh, good yourself doing fantastic man sounds like it was a good night to be in the 54 car out in pei last night yeah no the car was uh the car was hooked up and uh be a good car all day um it was really fast it was kind of just you know patiently waiting and uh you know there's a mistake made we were we were able to capitalize on it well good for you jared how was the car count last night i didn't get a chance to see anything was there uh, a decent car count that they show up yeah, uh, there was 18 there, so, you know, it wasn't bad at all. Um, it's a, you know, decent car count, or a pretty good car count for going to PEI and stuff. Tight track, so, um, you know, and it can be it can be a hard one to get around sometimes. So, sometimes having a bunch can also be uh, hard for the fans to, you know, stay there all night because it can be a long one, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how did last night go? Was it uh, fairly light on the caution end of things? Where did you roll off? in that race last night oh uh, we, we started 11th um uh no i think we I think it was a little less i think it was uh further back than that not much further um because of the whole uh you you win a race you can't start any better than 11th uh so i think maybe like uh 12th is where we rolled off mm. and uh you know we slowly picked our way up through the uh to the field you know it, it's a hard track to pass on um and we you know we got the fifth and kind of rode there got the fourth and capitalized on a restart and you know rode third for a long time and it was uh i didn't know if i was going to be able to get them or not just because they were they were putting on a good show up front running side by side and uh you can't it's you really can't move anybody you can't do anything to get by them so until you know one uh the guy in second uh tried to move the uh, leader and i capitalized on both their uh mishaps now you got a twofer a two for one that's kind of nice when that comes around your way and is uh able to pull it off uh jared this has been a racetrack that you've raced at a few times now uh, not a ton but uh how was the results at that speedway before the win last night were you always you know kind of in that top five or was that one of your achilles heel racetracks yeah no i was horrible there <laughs> I uh, I think I got fifth there last year, and but every other time before that, I think I was involved in a wreck or caused my own problems. So uh, I like the track; it races. It races really fun. Um, Legend cars. I I think I got second there uh, once, but um, no, it was a, it was a hard track for me always. I liked racing. I just I either found the wall on the front stretch that comes out at you, or I just I put myself in a in a in a bad spot. So. Uh, you know, to get that last night, it, was, it felt pretty accomplished. Most of the short tracks that you guys compete on that really are right across the country when you're on a short track, usually, and, you know, mathematically, the fast way around the speedway is around the bottom. But there's a lot to be said for momentum in a race car. You want to try and keep that momentum up there. What does PEI Oyster Bed Speedway race like? Is it a bottom feeder track? You've got to be pinned to the bottom to be fast. Or can you go up a bit? And where were you on the speedway last night? Were you up a bit or were you pinned down low? No, we were we were wrapping the bottom the whole night. But it's a it's a top groove track, middle of the top groove track always. Um, it's just how it races. It's kind of got progressive banking. 
Uh, it's not banked a lot, but, you know, that's kind of flattens out a little bit at the bottom, and uh, it's hard to get the drive off just because they keep the momentum. But, but um, you know, in practice when we started it, you know, we said if you can get around the bottom, you know, you'll, you'll, get, you'll get ahead of some people because everyone likes to migrate to the top. So we worked on it in practice, and we were, I think, we were uh, fastest out of the uh, two practices, we were fastest out of three. So, you know, we worked on the bottom all day, and, you know, we passed a couple people on top, but, um, you know, it had real good drive off, real good rotation. It had everything you needed, and uh, we made it work. That's good. Now, that's your one and only visit, right, to PEI this year uh, for the tour. Uh, you guys don't go back there, I don't believe, this year. You got the Cat 250 coming up in the tour uh, at Scotia Speed World, another racetrack. Well, that's the site where you got your first tour win, and you've always had good results there. What's the thoughts heading into that 250 now? Are you chomping at the bit to get home and get out onto Scotia? Yeah, no, the summer class, uh, so it's, uh, the summer class 250 is coming up, and, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to going there. We get some momentum going back in there. We uh, won the first race there, and I uh, I kind of missed the setup going back there the second time, so I, I know I made the mistakes, uh, the, and I know what I need to do to get back to what we had. Um, we're going to go test there just to make sure we're, you know, we have everything uh, done right and, you know, the T's crossed, but, um I'm looking forward to. It. I think we have a really good chance at it. I think uh, I think we'll be you know one of the favorites going into it. At least I I like to think so. So uh, you know, hopefully I can get my first two fifty. No, oh, I would say you're going to be one of the favorites, Jarrett. You've been one of the favorites for the last few years in a race. You never knew when you were going to you know get out there and pop that first win. Now you've got not only the first win but the second win. Uh, came in the 150 at Oyster Bed Speedway just last night. Uh, it's got to feel good to be now getting the results, uh, being in that top spot. Does it feel like you've earned it and you should be there? Yeah, um, you know, you get your first win and it, it was awesome feeling. And then it's one thing to get your first win, but to be able to back it up with your top, you know, some top threes. You know, we didn't get top three every race this year, but we got, you know, two or three of them, I think. And, uh, you know, to back it up with a, another win at a different track, not just one track, um, that really, that made me, uh, you know, feel pretty good about knowing that we can go to different tracks and we can win. We're not just a, a one track wonder, you know, we can. We can uh, race everywhere, and uh, we can be competitive in a, a spot to, or in, in a good spot to win. Now, I say that. In, in uh, Have you ran any of the uh, Super Late Model Series events out there? Because I know they're heading to PEI next weekend. Maybe you want to go back and continue on what you were doing. Have you ran any of those races? Have you got your eye on any of them? Uh, we haven't run any of them. Um, you know, just with the... I think the tour, you know, we're we're just getting off a three-week stretch, so I want next weekend off, you know, to get the car ready, to go test, uh, you know, the week uh, week from Tuesday. So, uh, you know, I want the week off, and uh, I don't know, we might tangle with one of them maybe before, uh, you know, maybe before the Mike Stevens race or something like that. I don't know if there's any left in Petty, but um, it's hard to say. Right now, we have no plans. Um, just going, we got we're we got busy uh, schedule coming up with. Uh, the tour and Cole's going to race the Oxford 250. So, you know, getting, uh, getting cars ready to go down there. Um, that's a, that's a big week. That's a long week. So after that, you kind of, you know, take a little bit of break and, uh, then we go on, I think on a stretch again between Anconish and Scotia and the Mike Stevens race. 
Yeah, there's nothing wrong with keeping your eye on the ball, too, right? Keeping your eye on the big prize. How are you doing in East Coast International Pro Stock Tour points? Have you been doing any points watching? Uh, I look every week. Um, you know, we're running second right now, but I uh, I try not to race race uh, for points as far as, you know, counting them. You know, when you're on track, my theory is, and it's been like this for me and Cole since we've started racing and started winning championships was, you know, go win races or go do the best you can. Don't put yourself in a stupid position and the points take care of themselves. Yeah, and they do, right? They uh, always do. When you have success, usually the points come along with it, which is really yeah. cool. Of course, we had Cole on the program, your brother. Uh, we had him on just last week, I believe, after the Redbud 400 win. Have you guys been talking back and forth, and did you hear from Cole on the big win already? Oh, yeah, I talked to him that night. and uh, You know, I, we uh, we weren't going to win the 250 uh you know, just the way the race played up, I thought we were going to be able to get like second or something. Like that it would have been pretty cool. Uh, you know, him get first, even if I got second. You know, another big race of the year. But uh, you know, I talked to him quite a bit, and actually, he was uh, this week. He, I talked to him quite a bit. Him and a friend of ours named Kevin Nobly down in the states, because um, I had no idea what to do for setup down in PEI. You know, with the chassis, the distance chassis that we're running now. We've, we've never been great there with them. You know, uh, when Cole won there, it was a different distance chassis. So our uh, motto going into this week was we're either going to be really good or really bad because <laughs> we were going with something completely different than what we normally run. And uh, it worked out really well. We were really good and uh, it paid off. Oh, brother will want to keep those notes, I can guarantee you, uh, so that in the future he can go out and compete against you. Uh, it, it's kind of cool when uh, I, I long for the day that we get you, Cole, and uh, let's face it, Dylan Blankhorn, if we can get him back on the speedway, added to all the competitors that we've got out there like Noggle and, uh, well, the list is huge, right? We get all you guys on the racetrack once again. Uh, we're truly in for some dynamite racing uh, from here to the end. It's going to be incredible. Great to see you with the victory. That's number two now. I guess uh, it's gonna. you're going to start losing count now. After you got the first two, you're just looking for the next one. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, hoping to, hoping to win every race you can go to. And some of them, you know, you have a good chance. Others, you know, you just got to take what you can get that day and uh, work with it. Um you know, you don't know when the next one's going to come, obviously. But, uh, you know, we'll uh, take everyone that we can get and uh, and take uh, every good finish we can get. So, You bet. Dan, uh, how's uh, Darren and Andy doing? Really good? I guess they got to be happy with the results, too. Yeah, no, they're doing good. Uh, you know, we're really happy. Last night, they were really happy. And we thought, you know, we might have a chance. Well, there's still a chance today because Cole's racing in Hickory with the Cars Tour. And it was rained out last night. He was leading. It was only 20 laps in, but they're supposed to be taking the green flag, I think, any minute now. So, you know, it would be cool if he could win uh, win today. And, you know, I won yesterday, so I did be really happy with that. Oh, yeah. That, that would be a butcher weekend, wouldn't it? That would be the way to do it. Give those sponsors a hit on that 54 car. I know they mean a ton to you, buddy. Yeah, no, I just like to thank uh, Spirit Foundations, uh, Fossil Power Systems, uh, Nova Truck Center, Top Construction, Lane Tilt Load, uh, Living Dream Fisheries, Sam Kaiser Automotive. Uh, uh, oh, Murray Davis uh, Construction. 
and um, Route Seven, uh, Route Seven uh, construction. Damn. Yeah. Normally, I'm pretty good at that, but I guess I struggled a little bit there. No, you did dynamite, bud. There's a lot of sponsors on your car, a lot of good support, and uh, uh, same thing with the crew. Uh, how's all the crew? You got the same guys that you've had for a little while? Uh, I have uh, some like, I have uh, some of them, but then I also, uh, you know, a lot of Coles guys came over and helped me on my team, and we worked really well all year. So, uh, you know, Dad, Pixie, David, James, uh, Kirk, Joel, uh, Craig Langell, he's spotting for me now, and he does a hell of a job. Uh, for Tyler Hawes, um, you know, I even think for brother, he's not on the crew, but he still helps me quite a bit. And same with uh, Kevin Noble, he helped me quite a bit this weekend. So, um, you know, sorry if I'm missing anybody, Joe Mason, uh, but uh, thank you uh, for everybody. Well, I'll tell you what, when Cole comes back up onto this side of the border, he's going to have to rebuild his crew because I think they're going to be kind of happy working on that 54 car and being with you. Uh, you guys have really got something cooking. Your next race then is that uh, clash, right? The 250 is up next for you. Correct. Yeah, dynamite stuff. You got to go get it, Cole. Uh, or Cole. Jarrett, you got to go get it. We're going to save your seat right here on Race Time Radio. Sound good? All right, thank you. Hopefully, I'll be talking to you again. Yeah, I can guarantee it. That is Jarrett Butcher. 54 is the car he drives, goes to Victory Lane just last night at Oyster Bed Speedway in PEI. They got a big one coming up next weekend as well. Uh, it's They change over to the Super Late Model Series, and those guys will go green. Uh, it, I was texting back and forth with Brent Roy today, and I know they are coming off the chip to get out to PEI. Uh, it's a good time to be a race fan when you're out there on Canada's East Coast. A lot of great race teams uh, doing a fantastic job. The 99 of Craig Sloan White, uh, the 29, Greg Proud, all of those guys. Uh, it's just a dynamite series. Doesn't matter whether it's the Super Late Model Series or the Maritime Pro Stock Tour. If there's a race on, you want to get to it because uh, you won't be disappointed. Great value for the dollar and uh, you get great racing, and that's what we all want to see. Oh, I'm going to have to check, too, in the, uh, through the break or whatever. I have to see how Douglas Fisher made out with the bucket list tour. Of course, he had his hot rod out on Canada's East Coast. I don't think he's wrapped up yet, but uh, I know he's having a ball. He went into Petty with his uh, number three Nova, and then uh, th he was setting the trail up to head to PEI. We'll have to see how Douglas Fisher made out with the bucket list tour, but uh, I digress. We got a lot still to come at you here tonight. When we come back, we're going to switch the conversation and move from the East Coast to Canada to about the middle of our country. We'll talk Manitoba. We'll talk dirt racing with Dead Horse Creek Speedway. Uh, we got Chris coming up on the show next, all live tonight on Race Time Radio. Stay with us. We're going to hit this quick break, and we will be back to continue everything we do here on Race Time Radio. Stay with us. Hey, race fans, this is Brennan Didero, driver of the number 24 Lucas Oil Sportsman Cup car, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast, to coast you're listening to Canada Talks. 
Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today. Race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track. Making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters. No harmful chemicals and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters. The world's best fire starter. The biggest names. Flying Day, head coach of Ohio State, the national championship winning head coach of the Baylor Bears. Scott Drew joins us. The biggest games. This is the biggest game in the history of the Final Four. The biggest moments. The last number one seed is the nation's number one team. Delivered right to you, wherever you are. I can't even wrap my head around it. Sirius XM College Sports Radio, Channel 84, and streaming on the SXM app. Included in our trials and popular plans. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. And just like that, we are back with you all live tonight on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. And welcome to everyone on Rev TV Canada every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, right here on Rev TV Canada and the Performance Motorsportnetwork.com. Hello to Steele and absolutely all the faithful listeners on the Performance Motorsport Network. Uh, we really do appreciate absolutely everybody popping in now i also want to do a quick reminder here osweekin speedway has got the nascar pinty series coming in for a double date in august august the 14th and 15th uh if you haven't seen last year was their first year for the pinty series going on dirt and uh man it was an experience it was a great race but i'll tell you what these guys coming back now to osweekin are going to it's going to look totally different they now come in with experience uh any of the teams that i spoke with uh, after that race man did they have their eyes opened up uh i had some guys say next time i come up i'm going to come with my asphalt set up not my dirt set up um because they had never been on dirt before but some guys of course with experience on dirt were uh, trying to set up their pinty's car the way they would one of the disciplines that they race on dirt and of course those cars probably don't react the same as what uh you know a regular dirt car would perform at so uh needless to say when they come in this time they're going to come in with notes they're going to come in with some experience on dirt 
And uh, I, we're going to see two dynamite races at us weekend speedway, August the 14th and 15th. Uh, you do not want to miss it if you're anywhere in the province of Ontario uh, on that particular time. You want to make your way to us weekend speedway. No tickets are on sale now. I uh, want to let you know we will be live on Monday, August the 14th. From 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Sirius XM Channel 167, we'll get you ready to go before they go green on that day. Uh, we're going to do our particular uh, pre-race show, if you will, live from the garage area at Oshwikin Speedway. We hope to get you uh, as much information as humanly possible within that hour. We'll have driver interviews. We'll catch up with uh, team members. Uh, we'll get you uh, all the information you're going to want to be watching for in night number one at us weekend. Uh, and we're going to do that all live on Sirius XM channel 167 and totally look forward to it. Jerry Paxton and I will be there and uh, we'll, we'll get you the, all the information. It's going to be kind of cool. By that time, I believe, well, qualifying should be done by then. Uh, I haven't looked at the schedule for the particular day yet, uh, but I do believe they're going to go green at like 7 o'clock. So we'll be just wrapping up, and uh, the green flag will be ready to fly for the NASCAR Pinty Series. Uh, they do race every Friday night of this weekend. Uh, if you haven't made it to the Big O yet, you want to make a trip there uh, and familiarize yourself with that big, beautiful speedway. Um, I, I'm not a big dirt race goer. Um, I love watching dirt races. I love reporting on dirt races. Uh, I haven't been to a lot of dirt tracks personally myself. Uh, I'm more of an asphalt guy when I get out of the studio. Um, but I'll tell you what, I have been to us weekend. I've been to the Big O a number of times. And uh, for a dirt track, you stay awful clean. Uh, it is very well prepared. Um, it's a tremendous night of racing, nonstop action. Uh, you, got, you haven't got a lot of time where you're, you know, waiting for things to happen. Uh, they get a warm-up track out behind the speedway, and they will fire up all the cars out that way. When it comes time for sprint cars, of course, they're direct drive, so no starter in them babies. Uh, but they will have those cars fired up on the test track, the warm-up track, if you will. And when it's time for their race to come up, they roll out, they're ready to go. Uh, they pull into line and uh, they, they pull the trigger. And I'll tell you what, they pull the trigger on those sprint cars. It'll make the hair stand up on the back of your neck. Uh, it, it's a tremendous show. It doesn't matter whether it's, uh, you know, their street stock division. Uh, you see the crate sprint cars, the 360 cars. Uh, they all do a dynamite job at that speedway. And even the mini stocks. Uh, all tight three four wide racing is uh, common ground out of weekend and i know the nascar pindy series this year is going to turn a pile of heads and you don't want to miss it so if you get an opportunity you're going to head there uh coming up next on the show we're just waiting for chris to connect with us and when he does we'll talk about dead horse creek uh, speedway uh it was a speedway years ago and it sort of went by the wayside and off it went. Well, these guys have refired it back up. Now, Chris, I don't believe, is the owner. Uh, if I got the story correct, it is a group of, uh, of owners. Uh, it's pretty well owned by the community, and they do a ton of community stuff with the Speedway. 
And man, does the community respond. Uh, seeing a, a, a photo of the audience that they had on the last trip out, I'll tell you what, this racetrack was packed wall to wall. Uh, and they don't just show up because they show up because there is a good reason. And uh, definitely Chris and his team have uh, some some good stuff happening. As a matter of fact, let's uh, go to the Zoom line and we have Chris. Chris, how do I pronounce your last, way, last name so I don't butcher it, bud? We would say Unra. Unra. Okay, that's what my wife said, too. It'll be Chris Unra. But, uh, hey, how are you today, Chris? Very good. Very good. It's a beautiful day out here. Yeah, uh, and a beautiful day here in Ontario as well. Uh, hey, you guys have really got it going on out there by the luck of what I've been seeing online. Uh, and I got to put it out to Carl uh, Mulder, the starter. He was the guy that got in touch with me. And he says, hey, Joe, have you heard of these guys? I said, yeah. no, sir. And I said, well, thanks so much for, uh, you know, filling us in. We love getting uh, good stories on Race Time Radio. And this, this Speedway is definitely one of those good stories. You guys have been working well, hard. Yeah, that's good to hear. We're trying hard, and uh, it's new to a lot of us. But uh, we're putting a lot of effort in, and we're starting to see some good results. Chris, well, the Speedway was a long time ago, or how long ago was it that the track was there and viable and then went away when was that so so the track was originally built in 2008 and uh several of us uh, participated a little bit in the original construction of it uh back in 2008 2009 and then we raced there uh, consecutively for 10 years so through till 2019 uh they raced weekly on sundays and, uh, and then the, the, unfortunately, because of COVID, uh, couldn't, ha couldn't hold races and the owner uh, decided not to reopen after COVID. So uh, basically it's been idle for three years and, um, and we got involved this winter to try and get it going again. No, oh, that's awesome. Now you say we, how many different uh, inputs are there there? So we, <laughs> we, I use as a term loosely that describes our, organization which is was just a way to formalize uh, a group of local folks who uh, are passionate about motorsports so uh, a group of of fellows that that we hang out together we uh, race together we're, we're all involved in motorsports in one way shape or form and this concept came up and and we decided to get formal so we call ourselves the valley motorsports association and uh, getting the former ALH Motor Speedway operational was is sort of first order of business. But we didn't want to limit ourselves to that because there's other folks here that are passionately interested in whether it's snowmobiles or motorcycles or drag racing. Um, there, there's significant interest in our area in, in quarter mile drag racing. So um, not quite sure where it'll go, but first order of business was to get this speedway restarted. And uh, and so that that's what we've been concentrating on for this year. Yeah, mission accomplished by the look of the photos I've seen. Uh, you guys were wall to wall. It looked really decent in the grandstand and you got more grandstands coming to help uh, yeah. fulfill no, it. We were, uh, we were a little bit overwhelmed with, with our first opening weekend. Um, I mean, we put a ton of work into this thing, you know, those of us who are who are um, involved on the front lines, we're all racers. We have raced, or we still do race. Um, so we we've been around it for a long time. None of us have ever been promoters, but we've seen it from the racer side. And you know, 
it, it, it's been a big learning curve to figure out that you can't run a racetrack specifically for racers because really what makes this thing tick is the fans. And, but, but having said that, we think we know a little bit about a few things the way that they should be done. And uh, so we've, we've put, we've put our heart and soul into it from a racer's perspective. And so part of that was reconfiguring a bit of the track, changing the surface a bit. We knew it needed more clay. It had never had enough clay on the surface. It was always a little gravelly and dusty and we didn't like that. Um, so, you know, those of us that are involved come from, we all, pretty much all of us come from an agricultural or construction background. So we, we know a thing or two about moving dirt. We have the resources and equipment and contacts available to do it. So we've re we relocated about uh, 500 truckloads of clay wow. to this track. And that in itself was a monumental task to get that done. So uh, we've got a, a beautiful racing surface there now, uh, which is fabulous. We're, we're in the throes of learning how to manage that dirt and how to prep it. Um, you know, again, we, those of us that come from agricultural or construction background know a little bit about moving dirt, but in a different context than prepping for a race. So we're still learning that. Uh, and then, and then the promoting side is, is new to all of us. So our community has really stepped up to support what we're doing. Um, getting sponsors on board was in some ways easier than I thought because there was this pent up demand to see racing back in the region. Mm -hmm. And uh, so getting different companies out to help us and, and whether it was with cash or donations or other, other ways uh, was, has been really good. We've had tremendous support, but one of the key things that we decided right from the outset was we wanted to structure this a little differently and having seen dirt tracks struggle uh, whether they're struggling with, uh, you know, getting sponsors or, or people to help or financially, whatever, is one of the things that we've observed over the years. And so we, from the outset, we said, this is going to be a nonprofit operation. Nobody's going to make money off of this. There's no money going into anyone's pocket. We're going to do this on the basis of trying to rally the community through motorsports to raise funds for an important cause, an important local cause. And so coming out of COVID, uh, one of the things that's, you know, we've, we've really treasured in our area is our local hospital, uh, which is currently undergoing an expansion. So we decided we wanted to use this to raise funds to help uh, with the community's portion of, of that expansion cost. So they're, they are, uh, they're doing an expansion of about 65 or $70 million. And they asked the community to participate to a level of 10 million. So we're hoping to uh, to raise some funds towards that goal and um, and it keeps it keeps any one person from trying to benefit from this community effort and it makes it easier to support uh, to, to it, it makes it easier to approach sponsors and volunteers and so on and so forth because uh, there's no one person that's trying to get rich off this thing so that's a bit of a different angle that that we're trying and so far i would say the response has been been very good yeah pretty wild you know when everybody pulls on the rope in the same direction and uh you know you are involved with the community it's a community uh it's a community aspect of everything uh by the sounds of it 
whereabouts is the Speedway exactly? Uh, most Canadians, when they talk Manitoba, you got Winnipeg, you got Brandon, and then it, there, there. Where yeah. do you go from there? Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're in a region we call, we loosely call the Pembina Valley, which would be, uh, it's roughly 60, 65 miles southwest of Winnipeg. So for us, it's about an hour to get to Winnipeg. That's our major shopping destination per se. And so there's there's two communities here, Morden and Winkler, and combined between those two communities and a, a fairly uh, populated rural area, we probably have a drawing area of about 50 to 60,000 people in our immediate region. So uh, the Speedway is located just west of Morden, <clears throat> which is the westerly of the, of the two cities here. So uh, just west of Morden, right up on the Manitoba escarpment, um, that particular region the one thing i guess it's a little bit famous for is dinosaur fossils so um there they do have a, a really cool um uh, dinosaur museum in morden um, but you know we we as motorsports enthusiasts you know we're really mourned the loss of this from our region there is a speedway near winnipeg and a lot of our racers support that speedway but it's nice to have more options than just one and uh, this is a beautiful facility that Al Hildebrand built it in 2008 and had tremendous vision to get this thing going. Mm -hmm. uh, but unfortunately, it was just lost because of COVID. And in the meantime, the property was sold and uh, the back, back side of the property is used as a gravel pit. So we approached the new owners with our plan and said, this is what we're thinking of doing. And they were, uh, they were completely 100% enthusiastic and on board with it. So we've got, you know, great support from our owners, David and Maria Friesen. Uh, they are just, they've just totally given us the keys to do with this thing what we want. And uh, we've made a ton of changes. So like you mentioned, we're bringing in more grandstands. So, I mean, that was a, a, a split second decision we made after the last race where it's like, okay, we got to do something here because if we pulled in this many people for our, our first opening weekend, and our, our next one it coincides with uh, a pretty popular local festival called the Morden Corn and Apple Festival, which draws in tens of thousands of people. Uh, we think we could be in for a pretty big crowd here. So, so yeah, we, uh, we quickly got the earth moving equipment out and we moved a whole bunch of dirt and created a, a new space to set up <laughs> some more stands. And we've got some stands coming and uh, I think it's going to be a really big weekend. So the other thing, in addition to... Uh, to operating as a nonprofit with this, you know, goal of raising funds for a local charity or community cause. The other difference about the way we're doing it is we want to focus on fewer events and make them weekend specials and just do them really well. Mm -hmm. um, so, though, you know, we're doing this as volunteers and, and even for me, I, I don't want to be tied down to a racetrack every week. I still have a business to run and a family to raise and uh, and I want to go to the lake once in a while. Yeah. So I don't want to be tied down to this every single week. And again, those of us who have raced, we, we love the specials. We love the two, three day specials where we can we can haul our, our equipment there and set up for three days of racing and just a great time with a bunch of friends. And so that's our model is we just want to do specials. So we said, you know, to test this out and see how it's going to work, let's do two specials this year, uh, one in July, one in August. And next year we'll see how that goes, maybe three, maybe four. But that's kind of the extent of where I see this going. We, we don't have plans of running weekly racing, uh, but we would like to do uh, 
just just specials, weekend specials. So you've got special events in mind and a great idea. Good on you. That's the way to do it. You want to make, uh, you know, there's no, no such thing as regular racing anymore. Uh, pretty well every event's got to be special or people don't show up to it, it seems. Uh, so yeah. good on you guys for doing that. Uh, but it's got to be tough to draw uh, race cars. You need a show to put on. So how do you go about, uh, you know, latching on and getting the, the, the proper car count so that when the fans show up, we've got the show as well? Do you work with yeah. like Emo Speedway guess, and all the other ones? Yeah, we struggled a little bit with that as well. Just how, how are we going to do this? And, you know, Money is a big motivator for a lot of these guys. Yeah. So, you know, we just decided we're going to go for broke and we're going to put out a big payout and we're going to make it worth their while. And we pulled a bunch of drivers and, and people in different classes and said, okay, what if we were to put on a two day special and, uh, you know, what kind of pay would get you to come out? And so we surveyed some drivers, we got some feedback from people and we put together a pay structure that's second to none for our region. And, um, you know, the first, you know, the first weekend we were a little nervous because again, being a new speedway and our people, how many people are going to show up? How many are going to come? What's the support going to be like? And I would say it was pretty much on target with what I had hoped for, uh, from as far as car goes, cars go, uh, for, as far as, you know, spectators, it, it just completely blew us away. And the great thing about the way the way the financial model works is when you can really fill the stands, then then you can really pay. You can pay your drivers. And so that's where this thing kind of clicked for me is that, you know, the racetrack actually isn't there to serve the drivers. Right. The racetrack is there to serve the fans. And once you sort of get that figured out in your head and figure, okay, if we're going to put on a show, so we added a few things. A, a good friend of mine is an uh, aerobatic uh, pilot. He, he he flies for Team Canada. And I said, hey, buddy, I need you to come out and do a halftime show. And so he came out and flew his extra doing a halftime show. I mean, we were tossing T-shirts in the crowd. We had, we were, you know, really getting people going. And, uh, and people just loved it. Like, people in our area have been ranting and raving about how good of an event this was. So we're pretty confident we're going to, have a big big crowd in august and that just helps make the financial model work to be able to pay the drivers mm -hmm. what they need to come out and put on a show so this whole thing works you know it, it works into intricately with with uh, with putting fans in this in the seats well cubic and dollars and cubic horsepower right that's uh that that's exactly. what it takes yeah. yeah exactly and so having been a racer and and sort of adjusting my thinking that you know you know we as racers we tend to think that the, the racetrack is there to serve the to serve the racers and you know you get on this side of it and it's actually like oh actually no you know what uh the racetrack is there to serve the fans because they're the customer they're ultimately they're the customer and the racers are the product so we have we have the opportunity to showcase the product to people if we can put them in the stand and uh that model works really well yeah, really it well. sure does. Uh, we, they they got to go together. You got to have the fans. You got to have the show. Uh, it's the chicken and egg, right? What comes yep. first? But you need them yep. both in order yep. to have breakfast, right? Uh, exactly. How do fans find out more about the Speedway? Is there advanced tickets that go on sale? Can you buy a seat uh, that's better yep. than the next guy if you buy it ahead of time? How do fans do that? Well, we're again, because we're so new at this and we're just figuring this out and... Uh, 
um, you know, it's um, we're trying to kind of make this up and put it together as we go. Um, for our first event, we just we sold tickets online and at the gate, and there too. Um, I mean, leading up to the event, I was I was uh, I was almost beside myself because I think we had only sold ten tickets online. Yeah. And everybody was telling me, Chris, don't worry about it. Racers aren't the kind of people that buy tickets online. They just show up at the gate. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll calm myself down. Well, then, you know, the day before we sold a few more, but even so, uh, by far and away, the majority of our tickets were sold at the gate. And uh, and and still we packed the place. So that was great. We had lineups like, so we, we've we've got a long list of problems to solve. You know, including how to get more people through the gate in a more timely fashion and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm just in the middle of figuring out my seating plan right now with having just moved, basically moved the dirt last week to be able to put up more stands and, and that kind of thing. And I think the direction I'm going to go is that online ticket sales will be reserved seating and at the gate will be rush seating in a certain area. So people can buy tickets on our website, deadhorsecreekspeedway.ca. Uh, you can also buy t-shirts there and we're gonna be having some other, uh, some other items showing up on our store there soon as well. Um, there's information there on how to sponsor. We'd love to have more sponsors. We made more space for front stretch signage. There's gonna be other opportunities as well uh, for people to come on board and help sponsor. So we'd love to have more sponsors as well. And uh, and also for volunteering, we're, you know, we've got a, a there's a lot of people that really want to help. Uh, they maybe don't have money to give, but they have skills. And so we've got, uh, you know, a good contingent of volunteers, and we're certainly always looking for more there as well. We are a volunteer-run organization. We are a nonprofit, and that's how we're going to be able to operate is, is with those resources. So deadhorsecreekspeedway.ca is the website. Tickets, T-shirts, sponsorship, volunteer opportunities, whatever you like, it's all there. Uh, we do have a really good, uh, some really good social media channels um, that you can you can find as well. Instagram, Facebook. Uh, another uh, good friend of mine is doing that, and he's he does it really well. So there's lots out there, and we're hoping to continue to build that. Yeah, you're gonna. I just got a great feeling about this whole project, uh, especially with it all community oriented. Uh, it's going to be kind of cool. Amber Vulcan, we see her running in the uh, uh, down down south. We see her in the uh, Arca series, and sometimes we see her in cup stuff. And uh, she's down there doing a great job, of course, from Winnipeg. Her and her dad, her yep. dad is like a multi-champion. Are you going to get yep. drivers like that to come out? Yeah, I would like to. Actually, um, you know, I Amber drove for me for a year in a 410 sprint. So oh, cool. she and I go back a long way. That's kind of where she got her start, where she kind of cut her teeth sort of professionally was we ran a 410 sprint in, in Grand Forks for a year in North Dakota. And so that was a lot of fun. And after that, she moved on to asphalt. So, yeah, we've got a good connection there. Mike was out to race uh, at our uh, first event with his late model. And, and those guys put on a heck of a show. Late models had never raced at this track before. So that was really good. But, yeah, we'd like to get people like that to come out and, and, and turn a wheel and, I'd love to see it if we could get Ricky Weiss out. I think that would just be a fabulous, fabulous attraction to oh, have yeah. him come out and turn a wheel at our speedway too. So really hoping we can do some special things like that. Well, as you know, you're part of a great community when it comes time for prepping that uh, dirt track. 
I wouldn't hesitate at all to reach out to the pros at Oswegan Speedway in Ontario. I wouldn't doubt Clinton and all those guys would be able to give you tips on stuff that you'll need to know about prepping yeah. the speedway and uh, how to keep it in shape. I know that's monumental in dirt racing. From an asphalt guy, uh, you know, all we do is sweep and clean, make sure it's <laughs> ready to go, and we let the guys test for a half a day before they go run a 25-lap race. Totally the opposite when you get to the dirt world. You get five laps, and hopefully five's enough for you because that's what you got for practice, and yeah. then we go race. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been a, an eye-opener to try and figure out the prep side of it, and we know we're not going to always get it right. Um you know, even you go to some of the most seasoned tracks in the world and, and it's something that's highly dependent on Mother Nature and she doesn't always play the game. And uh, some people as well uh, make mistakes. And, and so we know we know we're not always going to get it right. We've asked our, you know, we've asked our racers to, you know, give us a little bit of a grace as we, we figure this out. And, uh, you know, the great thing too about, about being in the situation we are is, um, people are always welcome to come join us. If you've got a better idea or a better way, I mean, we're a volunteer organization. Come on down. You know, you put your uh, people and equipment and expertise and, and uh, contribution to work here and, and help us make it better. So yeah. um, that's, that's kind of the, the, my answer to when, when, if, and when little complaints do show up, it's like, okay, you got a better idea. Come on down. Absolutely. The line starts right here. As a yeah. matter of fact, you move <laughs> you right to the front. Yeah. Good stuff. We're with Chris. Uh, sorry, Chris. Onra, I got Unra. it. Onra, that's it. right. You got it. Uh, Dead Horse uh, Creek Speedway, uh, just about sixty-five miles from Winnipeg. Uh, so yep. if you're on your way across Canada, don't forget to stop in and see the racetrack. Visit these guys. They're going to have T-shirts, websites all set up, all running. Uh, they're looking for big things. The next big event yep. comes up. What August? August 25th and 26th is the, the next event. So we're going to run a practice on the 24th, race the 25th and 26th. Late models will be on the 26th. And uh, we're, we're just uh, we're looking forward to a really, really good event. Are you going to get your plane out? I was doing a little bit of reading about you, too, on a personal basis. I know you love to fly. You had back trouble here not too long ago. Yep. You're pretty yep. happy. You're out running. You're going to get your plane to do the flyby or what? I would, I would really like to. Um, it doesn't work for me to fly when, when you're trying to run a racetrack. You, you can't, you can't do everything at once. But I've got, uh, I've got a couple guys in the back pocket that I think might be able to do it. So we're really hoping, uh, you know, if there's one thing that uh, that's going to happen when I'm involved is that airplanes will be involved as well. So <laughs> yeah. awesome stuff, Chris. This has been great. So spending time, we surely do appreciate it, and uh, we can uh, much continued success, man. We'll keep our eye on you, you. and uh, definitely get you back on the show for an update. All right, and a look into uh, what's coming up next year. You bet. All right. Appreciate it. You bet. That's Chris Unruh. Watch out for these guys. Uh, they, they got some big stuff happening out there in Winnipeg, just south of Winnipeg. Pardon me, west of Winnipeg. Uh, great racetrack, all back up and running. Uh, check them out online and uh, try and stop by the Speedway if at all possible. Going to hit a quick break here. We'll be back on Race Time. Stay with us right here, all live tonight on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. <laughs> Wayne Morgan from Yellowknife. We're all listening to Race Time Radio. Quinn, you get back to work.
coast to coast, 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 coast. You're listening to Canada to Canada Talks. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. Hey everyone, this is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host Kirk Morrison, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Hey everyone, this is World Series champions Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa. We're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout, is now available on SiriusXM. Each episode, we go inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore analysis, honest opinions, and top picks for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout. Episodes are available on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and wherever you get your podcasts. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by... AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. Sirius XM 167. Now, here's Joe. And welcome back, one and all, to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight, uh, all live on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. And, of course, hello, Rev TV Canada. Uh, did you catch the gold rush today at Flamborough Speedway? Uh, it was the gold rush 123, 123 laps is what the guys did. Uh, today, actually, at Flamborough, yesterday, the event was scheduled, and Mother Nature Put her thumb down and said, not so quick, gentlemen. Uh, you will go green tomorrow. So they went green today uh, at Flamborough Speedway. Uh, it, you want to talk about a dynamite race? How about green to checker? It took these guys, I'm going to say somewhere around 30 minutes, uh, give or take a minute, uh, to run 123 laps around the famed Flamborough Speedway. And it was Kyle Steckley in the number 22 that went to Victory Lane in his APC car. Uh, Kyle did a fantastic job. Uh, you got to know that the competition today in that gold rush was off the hook. 
Uh, it was incredible. Uh, I didn't see it, but I listened to every single lap right here on Race Time. Jerry Paxton and Kevin Small did a dynamite job from Flamborough Speedway, and we had it uh, all for you on Race Time. If you missed it, just to our YouTube channel you go and just have a look back. You will see uh, the the billboard for it. Click on that. And you can listen to the full day. It was uh, pure stocks, mini stocks for 40 laps, and, of course, the gold rush. Uh, it was an incredible day. Now, Junior is normally here in the studio, would have been tonight, uh, but he was down at Flamborough Speedway. Uh, he was spotting for Chase Pensano in the other 22 car. Uh, Chase did a great job, sat atop of the pole, uh, there was no uh, uh, reorganizing of the field. They did run heads up uh, all by a fan uh, flipping a coin. And uh, that fan flipped ahead. Heads was heads up. Tails, they would have inverted. And it was heads up starting. So uh, uh, Chase Pensano started on the pole of this one. Uh, heard a post-race interview with him. And he said, I ran the car a little hard at the beginning. And uh, he said, if I didn't do that, I probably would have had something for Kyle at the end. But uh, he burned it up early, and who would have predicted a green to checker, uh, you know, uh, 123 laps? You kind of depend on a couple of cautions in there to take a breath, but it didn't happen for those guys today. Uh, Kyle Steckley took him to the woodshed, and away he went. Uh, we hope to get Kyle here in hour number two. I texted him. Uh, Sue in the studio here reminded me that, yes, Kyle did respond, and we're going to try and hook up with Kyle uh, a little bit later in the show. We're here in hour number two, which is coming up real quick. Uh, got to remind you, we're going to throw it back to Toronto. Uh, we got to do a quick news highlight. Takes 90 seconds uh, for the listeners uh, that may have missed the news on Sirius XM. We're going to get them up to date. And then we go for another full hour tonight, all live. And uh, let me tell you, we got coming up right off the hop. Soon as we get to the top of the hour, uh, we're going to bring in Cole Camrop. You want to talk about a young driver with a bright future? This young star, you'll see exactly what I mean. I don't know how many feature wins he's got so far. He's been racing like two years, uh, but he's won a pile of races and uh cole camrath from image reps is going to join us you'll see his car too i believe even his brother's going to be kicking around carter that just started racing uh at, but i'll tell you what his older brother cole is lighting the lamp and it won't be long and the two of them will be doing what uh his dad is craig camrath and of course craig's brother is andy camrath uh the unbeatable modified those are the two brothers i wouldn't doubt these kids are going to be doing what they're dads did uh just just not too long ago uh but we do have cole coming up we've got uh brendan patrick coming up he won his first ontario sportsman race and we hope to have uh trayton lapsovich here in our number two but we are getting real close to the top of the air we're going to throw it back to scotty in toronto we'll do the 90 seconds and then presto we will be back and we will roll straight through i also think we got some clips today from the gold rush jerry paxton has fired some stuff my way uh so he's been a real busy cat today and uh, we're gonna get to all of that and more in 90 seconds so stay right there we will be back real quick you're listening to canada talks on sirius xm channel 167 Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence. 
at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. When you think NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, think Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. This may be the most important thing that's ever happened. You're damn right, baby. The races. The Daytona 500 win. I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows. We'd love for you guys to participate as well. The unprecedented access. Well, I'm here at the red carpet with the fans. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Chastain did a video game move. Also streaming on the SXM app. I think they're happy down here. We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167, where Canada talks. And just like that, our number two begins all live tonight, right here on Sirius XM 167. You only get one Joe tonight. The other Joe, he be in the car driving back from Flamborough Speedway. Uh, one driver that was hoping to be driving back from Flamborough Speedway uh, today in the gold rush was the number 52 of Jake Sheridan. Uh, of course, we know Jake, he is a competitor in the APC series, recent winner here just a couple of weeks ago, uh, burning the track up, doing a great job. Uh, you can also catch him Friday nights at Delaware Speedway in the Pro Late Model class. Uh, Jake and his brother Nick over on the dirt side, uh, two great competitors. Their dad uh, is... Uh, 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 look at me go now. Ron, Ron Sheridan, sorry, running. Um, uh, this family has been in racing a long time, and uh, Jake actually showed up at the beach last night trying to get a little bit of test time in. Of course, the APC series is heading for the beach on the long weekend coming up. So Jake figuring, I'll get up to the beach, get a little test time in, and get paid to test. Uh, Pro Late Models on the schedule last night. He got out there. And uh, it made uh, that there was contact between Jake and the seven of Ty Cavillan. Uh, you got to know that, uh, you know, things happen when they're in these cars. And I guess Ty got a little bit loose coming off of turn two, uh, pushed up a wee bit, got into the 52 car, and uh, up they went. Boom. Uh, the 52 car right up on the fence, knocked out a bunch of fence posts at the speedway and destroyed the number 52 car. Uh, you hate to see that. It happens, uh, but you hate to see it happen. And uh, sure enough, Jake Sheridan is uh, going back to the drawing board and rebuilding that race car. Uh, I, I hope. I, I do believe. Well, I know they will be. That Pride Seeds car is, uh, is amazing. It was a very fast race car. And you got to know that uh, Sheridan has got to be in these races uh, he uh, went for a big one last night. Driver's okay, car isn't. Same thing with Ty Cavillan. Uh, the seven car got tore up. Uh, they were unable, neither one were able to go see the Gold Rush or be part of the Gold Rush today at Flamborough Speedway, both in their shops working on their respective cars. Um, and, and it's too bad, but it happens in racing. The seven, uh, Ty Cavillan, he's all right. The 52 of Jake Sheridan's all right. Uh, cars will be repaired, drivers can't be, and uh, they will race on, you can guarantee it. Let's get back to the Zoom line, shall we? And our next guest 
my God, Cole, you have grown like amazing. How are you tonight? This is Cole Camrath, everybody, on the Zoom line. How are you doing, Cole? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing fantastic, my friend. I can't believe how much you have grown in a short period of time. Uh, you've been uh, doing quite a bit of uh, winning in that number 51 car behind you. Yeah, um, well, we put all the work into it, and it really pays off. Yeah, I would say. I would say. How long have you been racing now? Has it just been a couple of years, or is this your third year now? Um. Well, if you count 2020, then, yeah, three years. But uh, we just went testing in 2020 because of COVID. The races all got canceled, so... Yeah, so really two years of, of actual competition, and uh, how are you liking it? you got to be loving it. Yeah, first two years we struggled a bit, but um seems like we got it this year. Yeah, I would know. say. I would say. So are you getting around to different racetracks, Cole? Have you been, I, I believe I've seen you at Sunset Speedway, uh, Full Throttle Speedway. Uh, you're getting around a little bit? Yeah, um, we've been to Sunset three times this season, and then um, when Sobel opened, we've been to about, I think there's been four races for us there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I I would imagine you keep track of how many feature wins the number 51 car has got. How many is it now? Not just this year, but through the career. Um. Well, I actually got my first feature win this year at Sunset. Um, but I did get a heat win last year, so um, it's five in a row now because of one at Sunset and then four at Solid. Oh, man, that's fantastic. So what has been the difference, Cole? Or can you tell us, has it been momentum and confidence? What has made the difference taking you from maybe a top five car into now winning races? Um, well, we just, you know, worked hard throughout the uh, offseason and tried different setups at different tracks and tried everything really and we finally found it so well the harder you work on these things and the more you study uh the better off you're gonna be but it's a feeling in your hands and in your butt i can well imagine when you're on that racetrack uh, you guys probably know exactly where every single little bump is right oh yeah um our cars are really sensitive to bumps. We don't have any suspension, so kind of get to know the track after a couple laps or so, and then you can find that line to run. And yeah, that's really what gets us to win some races. And it's that like consistency in the laps and yeah. Well, you do a tremendous job. I can tell you that Cole Camrath is the driver's name. Cole, are you a big NASCAR fan? Do you watch the cup races, Xfinity trucks? Uh, do you do that? Or And who, if so, who's your hero? Um, well, you know, my favorite driver currently is Chase Elliott. And we just had the NASCAR race on inside here. <laughs> and we're going to go to Michigan this weekend to watch the um arca and xfinity and the cup series race right on so uh you, you caught uh, chase elliott is your guy um uh, it, it, you're pulling for him how did he do today or did you have to turn the race on to come on with us and it's still going yeah i think it's just about done now they were in stage three so not sure how it's going but um yeah hopefully he does well yeah, good stuff. A lot of good sponsors on that looking race, that, that beautiful looking race car behind you. Who have you got helping you out? 
Um, I got London Recreational Racing, uh, Nexus and Electric, Image Apps, um, our sample spray foam solutions, um, K&K Pest Control, and Group Exteriors, uh, Next Level Automotive, um, Mad Rock Barbers, Dubuque Front Products, uh, Car 5 Motorsports, and Hamilton Reference Pet Center. Well, tell you what, you're doing a dynamite job for them. That race car looks absolutely gorgeous. Who designed that? Did you, Cole Camrath, or did you let the uh, let let the old guy do it? That Craig Camrath, of course, owner of Image Wraps. Who designs your race cars? Um. Well, my grandpa usually does it every year. He's came up with really good ideas. Um. He also spots for me in my races, so very appreciative uh, by him. He helps me get these wins every week, and yeah, he designs them, so you look know, pretty good. Your grandfather, Doug, has got an eye. I'll tell you what, he has done a lot of really cool designs in this sport. I know back when I had the Speedway, I just leave my vehicles with Doug and say, just go nuts, Doug. Uh, here's the name that has to be on it. You do it, and uh, I was never disappointed in any of his work. Uh, just an amazing job Image Wraps does. Uh, I can also notice a five car sitting there. I take it that is Carter, your brother's car. Yep, that's his. Um, it's doing pretty well this season, getting faster every week, and he's progressing very quick. So do you share much information between you and Carter? Yeah, um, well, as you can see, we got the same design on the cars. Um, we do that every year now. Uh, he's been racing since 2022. This is his second year. So, uh, yeah, he's doing really well for his age. He's nine, so, and I'm 12, and he's going to, at my age, once he gets up there, he, he'll be winning races. Yeah, yeah. He'll be one that you're going to have to all of a sudden say, darn, I shouldn't have told him that. Look at him go now. So has he uh, got you on the racetrack at all? Has Carter got any success yet? Oh, yeah. Um, he got a heat win, actually, last year, and um, looking to get one this year still. The dash for cash is going to be a lot of cars, so um, that's this Wednesday. And they said once they get 12 cars, they'll split the heats up. So there's probably going to be about 15. And if they split the heats, Carter's with some, like, cars about the same as him, then he can it off i think yeah it's going to be dynamite racing this wednesday night the dash for cash at sobble speedway always a fan favorite a lot of people on holidays and they're going to have to come to the beach and check you guys out on wednesday night how do you approach that one cole uh, it's a big special event it's going to pay a lot of money from what i hear uh not just coupons for something they're going to pay whole cold hard cash and it's uh, that that's the kind of stuff that makes uh, your eyes light up i can well imagine yeah um a thousand and eight dollars to win so um but it's not it's not a points race and since we're going to michigan on saturday my dad's just telling me to like cruise and not wreck stuff up because we won't have any time to fix it for the next uh race weekend and um yeah again it's not for points so we're not really like pushing it too hard because we're going for a championship this year and you know if we wreck it at the dash we might not have that much time to fix it up 
Yeah, so you're going to have to play your cards right. You and your brother Carter are going to play the cards right. But uh, if I know a camera, then I know I'm pretty good. There is no, I'm going to switch it to glide and ride. I want the W, I want the flag, and uh, we can worry about the rest later, right? Well, yeah, but I'm uh, just going to go fast, but, you know, not super, super fast. But, yeah, just going to try and not tear stuff up. Just going to go fast still. but <laughs> Go fast, turn left, right? Yep. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Can fans stay up with you? Uh, are you allowed social media? Are you out there on social media? How do fans check in with you? Yeah, um, so on TikTok, it's at ccameras51-5 on TikTok. Um, and then on Facebook, it's at Cameras Motorsports. And that's really all the social media platforms we have. Nah, there's nothing wrong with that, man. Any more than one, and it's an effort, right? You got to keep updating and going to the next one. Kind of redundant. Cole, you do a great job. The family does a great job. And uh, uh, just, just super on you, kid. You keep doing what you're doing. We'll get you back on Race Time Radio and see how your summer went. Sound good? Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. You betcha. You have a good time in Michigan. Uh, do, do you get any kind of passes or anything? Are they getting you into the garage? Um, I think we're gonna be we're gonna be in the infield watching. I don't know anything about the uh, passes or anything, but we'll just see how it goes. Well, you never know. Uh, Chase Elliott has been known to go through the uh, through the infield. A lot of those Cup guys and all, all those NASCAR stars do. Uh, I'll try and hook you up with one if I know one. I think I do. We'll see if I can get something done before you go. All right. Thanks. Uh, bud. Thanks so much for the time. Go get them on Wednesday night. You have a good, safe race. Thank you. You too. You bet. That is Cole Camrath. Watch for him on the racetrack. You can see him at sunset. He goes down to full throttle. You see him at the beach. Uh, great family, great competitors, and watch for his brother, too. If I know these guys, uh, the, these two brothers will be worn it out like Andy and Craig used to on the track. Uh, always, always a great show. Uh, you get money's worth when you go out and see those guys run. And uh, to watch Cole, uh, kids come a long way. And uh, he's got a very, very bright future in short track racing. Okay, another quick break. When we come back, uh, we're going to grab a first-time winner in the Ontario Sportsman Series. Brendan Patrick's going to join us all live tonight on Race Time Radio. Stay with us, everybody. Hey, Rick Benjamin here on Sirius NASCAR Radio. Enjoy your time on Race Time Radio. We'll see you next time on Trade Trade. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167. Did you know you can get home and away feeds for every NFL, NBA, and NHL game on your phone? I can't believe it! Every game, all season. It's all on the SXM app. Sports the way they're meant to be heard. With your hometown announcers just, just a tap, tap away. Set. Search for your team, then tap the star on the corner of the screen and save it as your favorite. And it is gone! An incredible finish! And if you love college sports, when the game is on, just search for your school. It's always a home game when you listen to sports on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. What is SiriusXM NASCAR Radio? Tyler Reddy will go to victory lane at the Indiana. 
down here in Victory Lane. Let me ask the fans. It's all. Joey Logano will set his sights on a championship. Two times, baby. Things. He shot him up the right track. Back up on the throttle as he heads to victory. <laughs> NASCAR. Oh, he loses it. He crashes. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90. Also streaming on the SXM app. Oh, hell yeah. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, Nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. From the high banks of Daytona. Cover it all. Ooh, that's going to be the mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Cal! Woo! Shake and bake! And here on Race Time Radio. Now, I gotta love the sound of those cup cars flying around the racetrack. Uh, those guys, everybody's gonna enjoy it. Michigan comes up next for the, uh, for the big stars. Uh, I know a lot of folks from Canada love running up to Michigan and uh, it's going to be a big, big old weekend uh, on that two-mile speedway. Racing's really come a long way on that speedway. Uh, it's going to be a great weekend. What do you say we get back to the Zoom line, shall we? And we welcome in a guy that picks up his first career Ontario Sportsman Series win in his O2 car. He did it last night at the famed Peterborough Speedway, the big D-shaped rocket of a racetrack and Sounds like uh, Brennan Patrick had the car to beat last night, and he joins us now on the hotline. What's going on tonight there, Bren? How you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? Oh, fantastic, man. Uh, it was uh, it was a good night for you last night at Peterborough Speedway, was it? Yeah, we unloaded with a pretty good car right off the trailer. We actually only ended up with three laps of practice, so we were really happy with our qualifying after that. See, now that's what happens to dirt guys. They only get like three laps of practice and then they get thrown to the Lions. I guess you know what that feels like now, doing it last yeah. night at Peterborough. Yep, kind of going out, not knowing what to expect, but it was ended up being good. Yeah, good for you. Did you have laps at Peterborough Speedway? Like, do you got a, a lot of races at that track or was uh, last night a learned night as well? Actually, that was my second race there. I ran there last year, and I got ended up uh, wrecking out with in 40 laps. So I only had 40 laps before. Oh, man. Well, it sucks to be you last year, but everybody just want to be you this year. Uh, take us back through last night. Where did you get your start? 100 laps is no joke around Peterborough Speedway in one of your cars. Yeah, no, it was uh, tough. We started on the pole and then uh, ended up, we led a few laps there, and then it started heating up right rear, and we ended up losing the lead to uh, Connor James. And then he ended up blowing up his motor. So uh, we ended up shuffled back a little bit, worked our way back up to the front, and ended up with the win. 
Yeah, amazing. Connor James, he's the real deal, too. Uh, he's been lighting the lamp. Uh, the 71, where did Corey McAllister end up? He's been a hot as uh, hot as a firecracker these days as well in those Ontario sportsman cars. Did you top him? He, he actually wasn't driving his car last night. He had uh, Amanda Balsam. Yep, yep. Balsam, yep, yep. She was driving it last night and i believe she ended up with the top five yeah not bad not bad uh in, in a car that she's not familiar with the track she really is good at is peterborough speedway uh you've you done a really good job last night by the sounds of it the ontario sportsman series has really turned a corner you got a lot of good quality competitors now heading into those cars uh, can you feel the momentum as a driver when you're out there competing against everybody? Can you feel the heat getting turned up? Yeah, it seems like everybody's got a fairly competitive car this year, and the field seems closer and closer as we get going. And it also seems like there's more interest for people new coming into the series to build our field up a little bit more. What I love about the Ontario sportsman cars, uh, you can sit there and watch a 100-lap race, uh, you know, like, yeah, I don't care if there's 10, 15, uh, 18 cars, whatever the car count is, it doesn't really matter in those cars. Uh, what I find, you can have a guy like you, for instance, Bren, you started on the pole. And as mentioned, all of a sudden you start fading back, the tires start going away, there's movement in the car, um, and, and you'll see other drivers that weren't very good at the beginning all of a sudden, 75 laps into the race will start making their way to the front. You get movement. Very, very rarely do you see someone that starts on the pole, leads every lap, and wins the race. Uh, that's pretty tough to do in that series. That's what I love about the Ontario sportsman. Yeah, no, it's definitely tough. you got to really try to save your tires because it's really easy to burn up your right rear, and then all of a sudden you're really fading back. It can happen. Tell us about the crew that you've got assembled. How long have you been in the series? I, this would be my second full-time year. Second full-time year. Uh, and yep. what did you come out of? I started racing uh, micro sprints in Grand Bend. And I started when I was seven years old. And then I uh, kept racing there. And then I finally ended up moving up to the Sportsman Series. Yeah, yeah that, that's a huge jump, right? But yep. when you go from those, uh, you know, micro sprints... Hey, it happens in a hurry when you're in those cars. So it would teach you a lot as a young driver to go do what you want to do. And obviously, you're doing a good job behind the wheel. Tell us about the crew you've got assembled in the car. Well, we, I have, we have a crew, good crew of our friends and family. and We work hard throughout the week, and it's hard to thank them enough because it's, it's a tough sport sometimes, and We've had times this year where we've had lots of work to do during the weeks, right? And it, we appreciate all the help we get from all of them. Yeah, and you got to lean on everybody, right? It's not a one-man sport by any stretch. It takes uh, like a really good solid crew. You got to have a good driver. You got to have a good car. And in order yeah. to do that, you got to surround yourself with good people. And it sounds like the O2 car has got all of the above. How about sponsorship on the O2? Well, I got to thank our sponsors, DMAC Automation, Redrick Technologies, Tungsten Cozy Electric, Gillard Construction, Delaware Variety, Delaware Tirecraft, Derek's Mowers and Blowers, Nordemir Bros, 
Delaware Pump and Parts, Andy's Auto Records, and Delaware Sawmill. Yeah, good good supporters, good bunch of folks in there behind the scenes helping you out. Uh, and you stick them in Victory Lane, that's got to feel good as a sponsor. I know what that feels like. I used to yeah. sponsor quite a few guys, and man, when they put it in Victory Lane, it really solidifies things. Uh, it, it, what's the plan for you now? Uh, you're going to stay, of course, in the Sportsman Series this year. Do you plan on staying there for a long time? Or whereabouts have you got your sort of sights set? Uh, well, you never know. It might be nice to try many different disciplines of racing. and I. It would be fun to try jumping in a late model or something like that just to see what it's like to drive one. Do you think one day, one day maybe, an Ascar Pinty's ride, do some national tour racing? Well, if the opportunity arises, I will definitely take that. That would be awesome to try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're, you're, when you look at an Ontario sportsman car, uh, they've got a lot of the same characteristics as those Pinty's cars. I know they're not the same car, but they're, they, they, they kind of look similar. I wouldn't doubt they kind of feel similar at times. Yeah, they a lot of them are a lot of the similarities are in the suspension and all that and they they obviously have a little bit bigger motors a little bit more technology into their cars but yeah they're very similar in many aspects of racing well back in the day when tony novotny uh he was the king of cascar uh he had the sportsman series that would run here in ontario and then he had his national tour and there was no coincidence why the two cars looked the same and uh, why they would react the same. Uh, the, the, the National Tour always had a little bit more jam to them. Uh, but the Sportsman Series back in the day was the feeder series for that Pinty Series is what it's called today. But back then it was the Cascar Series. How long have you followed stock car racing? I know from a midget standpoint or from a small car standpoint, uh, they're open wheel. Were you a stock car guy when you were young? Were you looking at stock car or were you looking at open wheel? Uh, well, I've always been around it. My, my dad's been racing the sportsman series since, well, actually, I think since it started. And so I've always been around the series and I've watched plenty of races and helped with the crew spotted. And it's all, he's kind of taught me all the ropes of the stock cars and got me into all the stock car racing. Well, you would have you would have validated a lot of what he's taught you last night when you go to Victory Lane at Peterborough Speedway. He would have been some proud, I tell you, uh, for a kid growing up in it, watching his dad do it, and then for you to go out there and nail a feature win. It's got to feel good for absolutely everybody, Brandon, and good on you for doing it. Uh, so, what do you got next? Uh, what Full Throttle Speedway, I think, is your next event, right? Yeah, yeah, we run Full Throttle on August. And uh, I believe they're celebrating my dad's 40th year's racing up there. So that's pretty cool. How cool is that? Well, you'll have to go out there and, and beat them again. Now, when you get to full throttle, there is absolutely no doubt that Tim Tolton, and I know he played a factor in last night's race, but there's no doubt Tim Tolton is going to be one tough customer to beat when you get to full throttle. How are you at that speedway? Um, I, I like the track. I've, it takes a while to get used to. I haven't had many races there. But it, Tim is a good guy to get behind and follow 
sometimes in practice and learn lines and stuff like that. It's, I've done it a couple times, and it has helped me improve. That's for sure. Well, tell you what, you did a great job last night. I didn't see the race. I sure wished I could have, but uh, I'm going to try and make it down to Full Throttle Speedway in the Ontario Sportsman Series when it rolls through on August the 12th. I uh, suggest everybody come and join us out there that night, and we'll watch this Brandon guy go at it one more time, Brendan Patrick. Hey, thanks so much for the time tonight on Race Time. Really do appreciate it. Good luck, and maybe race number two or win number two will come up the next time out. Yep. Well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, and uh, thanks. You betcha, bud. Good luck. Uh, we'll see you at Full right. Throttle. Yep. Thank you. See you there. You betcha. That's Brandon Patrick, driver of the O2, gets the job done last night. Uh, Corey McAllister, he's one tough guy. And you heard Brandon mention uh, Connor James. He's another one that's been tearing it up. Uh, Speaking of tearing it up, I seen Kevin Trevlin's car kind of missing a corner of it last night. Looks like he had some difficulty. Uh, It happens. It happens in racing. Sometimes you're the bug. And sometimes you're a winner. And that's what Brandon was just last night. Final break of the night. I'm going to hit it now. And hopefully we got Trayton Lapsovich on the other side of this. I know we have clips from today. Jerry fired them through. So I'll get those all queued up. And we will have more. Hopefully we get Kyle Steckley as well in this last half hour. We got a lot still to come tonight on Race Time. Stay with us. We will be back in just mere seconds. Hey, race fans, this is Ernie Irvin. You're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Canada Talks. Hey, everyone. This is World Series champions Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa. We're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout, is now available on SiriusXM. Each episode, we go inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore analysis, honest opinions, and top picks for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout. Episodes are available on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indigenous Nova Scotia. From the high banks of Daytona. We cover it all. We are Race Time Radio. And now, back to Joe Chisholm. Run, Sandy, run for your life. 
And welcome back, one and all, to Race Time Radio, man. I'll tell you what, that break wasn't near long enough for me uh, to go in and try and pull the clips down that Jerry Paxton has sent. Uh, But while I talk, I'm going to try and uh, see if we can open up some of them and uh, see if we can get you some of the stuff from... uh, Good old Flamborough Speedway today in the Gold Rush 123. Uh, It was a huge race today. I don't know whether you caught it or not. Uh, If you didn't and you want to go back and listen to the race, it's all possible. You can do it. Uh, It's on Racetime Radio's uh, YouTube channel. Uh, You just click on that. And uh, don't forget to hit subscribe, please, while you're there. Uh, We surely do appreciate it. Uh, Our subscriber base is growing. Uh, It is kind of a new property for us, right? We started our uh, YouTube channel back in, I want to say, October, November uh, of this year. And uh, this TV thing is all, uh, we're we're trying to develop it and work it each and every week. Uh, Well, I'm a radio guy, have been for about 16, 17 years now. And uh, the the new age, the television end of it and the YouTube end of it, uh, we're trying to expand everything on race time and surely hope you uh, uh, enjoy it. That's what the name of the game is. Get you the information that uh, everybody wants to know about short track racing and hear from the stars of the sport. And that's what uh, we, we totally intend on trying to do. Uh, Kyle Steckley is another one that uh, went to Victory Lane. I'm going to try as we speak. Uh, I've dropped my phone too many times, and it doesn't want to light up anymore. Uh, but I'm going to try and send Kyle Steckley uh, our, our little uh, link. And uh, I wouldn't doubt Kyle will be able to slide right in here and join us if I've got Kyle's uh email address on here and uh sure enough i don't so what i can do i'm gonna get uh i'm gonna hit tell you what we'll hit this one break and i know i don't do five breaks in a show uh but the nature of the beast here today is uh things have happened so rapidly i haven't got junior to fall back on here in the studio and uh, I, I want to try and get you the most up-to-date information. We're also waiting for Trayton Lapsovich that very well could pop in. I gave him a time of 6.40 p.m. And, of course, I'm running a little bit ahead of schedule now, uh, hoping that I would be able to download some of these clips and get them to you right from Flamborough Speedway. Uh, and we never know. I could still have them on the other side. I've been trying to download them. As uh, I'm rolling along here trying to burn a little bit of time so that I can pull them up. Uh, Don't see them on my uh, desktop. So um, I'm going to hit this break. I'll send Kyle a nice link and we'll try and get Kyle Steckley on the other side. So just stay with us. We will be back. I promise you. Hey, race fans, this is Brennan Didero, driver of the number 24 Lucas Oil Sportsman Cup car, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, 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 you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today, race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track. 
making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your quick, quick fire starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick, quick fire starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick, quick fire starters, the world's best fire starter. The biggest names. Ryan Day, head coach of Ohio State. The national championship winning head coach of the Baylor Bears. Scott Drew joins us. The biggest games. This is the biggest game in the history of the Final Four. The biggest moments. The last number one seed is the nation's number one team. Delivered right to you, wherever you are. I can't even wrap my head around it. Sirius XM College Sports Radio, Channel 84, and streaming on the SXM app. Included in our trials and popular plans. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. i got Kyle the Link. So hopefully we'll hear from Kyle or uh, Trayton Lapsovich before the end of the the show. Uh, we've got it out there. You got to know that both those drivers were in that Gold Rush 123, and uh, it went green to checker today. Uh, in the heat of the day, races started at like two o'clock, and uh, everything was wrapped up at Flamborough by like 4:30 today. Uh, and what a race, what a race listening to it. I was excited here. I could just imagine being at the racetrack or how about being in the race car? Uh, it would have been just, uh, they wouldn't have even been able to take a breath. Uh, they were on the gas, uh, the whole time, uh, 123 laps green to checker. It's just something that you don't hear of too often. So, uh, please, please excuse me for my excitement. Uh, for everything going that perfectly uh, for each and every one of the teams. It doesn't always go that way. We usually see cautions. We see delays. Not so today at Flamborough Speedway. So I can well imagine these drivers are going to need a little bit of, uh, if not oxygen, they got to be rehydrated because they would have lost a ton today. It was Kyle Steckley going to victory lane. Uh, Chase Pensano also did a fantastic job. Jerry did get me clips with uh, all the top three, and uh, I can't seem to download them, talk, and uh, leave the Zoom line open uh, for incoming when Kyle or Trayton steps in. So until we have someone up there, let me tell you, do you see this Quaker State number 36 in front of me? Uh, it's Gary Elliott's car, the iconic 36. We used to see him in Ontario all the time. Uh, Gary now participates and has for the last couple of years uh, participated in the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour out on uh, Canada's East Coast. And uh, he is still out there this year celebrating 50 years with Quaker State. 
Uh, just an amazing job that Gary Elliott has always done with this car and his career in short track. He's still giving her, and he has these cars uh, that he's got up for sale uh, to commemorate uh, the, 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 the paint scheme and to uh, pay homage to Quaker State. Uh, check them out. You can get them on Facebook. Uh, these cars are the real deal. Like I'm telling you, it's a die-cast car. Beautiful job. And uh, check in with Gary Elliott. See if there's any more left. Limited edition. You want a piece of Canadian motorsports history? Here it is. Uh, and I do have one to give away, and we're going to do that in the coming weeks. But how about this? Let's get to the Zoom line. And the power of the win comes to the number 22 of Kyle Steckley, he did it today in the gold rush. One, two, three, and here he is, just like that. What's going on there, Kyle? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, guys. You know, just celebrating the win with the crew here at Moose Winooski. So we're waiting for some chicken wings. And, uh, yeah, it was a great day for our 22 racing team after a, a struggle there with a bad wreck two weeks ago. So it was a good rebound. And, yeah, just really happy with the way our team worked today, and we were able to pick up the big win. I was going to say, Kyle, you've come a long way. The last time I seen your car, it actually had the number 72's rear wheel coming through the windshield. That must have scared the living daylights out of you, man. Yeah, it was definitely a crazy experience. You know, it the accident itself happened really slow, and then all of a sudden his tire came through my window, and that's what scared me for sure. But definitely a lot of cosmetic damage to the 22 racing team. And myself put in a ton of long hours, but we got her back together. We picked up some speed, and yeah, we found something for sure, and we had a good car tonight. Oh, I was to pick up a little bit, I'd say, and to go green to checker in a 123-lap race. You've been in the NASCAR Pinty Series and run some of these long races. How did that one compare to some of the longer races that you've done? Were you able to even take a breath today? Yeah, it wasn't too bad, honestly. I really like Flamborough, so I'm comfortable there. So that definitely helps. But longer races with the late models are quite a bit different than Pinty's because of the tire build, I find. So you definitely got to save your stuff more. And, you know, we had a pretty good car today, so I didn't have to save too much. Just keep it straight, keep the tires underneath me. And, you know, the JR and Chase Pinsano were both pushing pretty hard there at the start and was riding behind them until... We got by Pinsano, me and JR, and then JR made a bit of a mistake, and I was able to get by him, and then, you know, from there we just cruised on to the victory. And that's what it takes, right? You got to, with how close these cars are these days, it's about mistakes, it's about hitting your marks each and every time, and not often does JR Fitzpatrick slip up. But it sounds like he did just a little bit, and boom, away you go. Now, after you got by, it sounded like, at least with the call of the race, that you started to put some distance between you, second and third. Is it was it that way? Yeah, I think we put a good a good gap between me and JR pretty quickly there. And then once I knew I had a decent gap, I was able to just save and keep my equipment under me in case there was a late race caution. But I think I think JR was pushing pretty hard to stay ahead of me and I was pushing him pretty hard and he did slip up, which you don't see much for JR, especially at Flambro Speedway, but he, he got a little loose and I was able to get under him and from there on, I think he he realized I had a really good car, and you know he was just keeping his equipment good for a second place finish. From there on out. So, uh, is it safe to say you are the guy buying uh, dinner for for the crew guys, uh, picking up ten grand today? That's a pretty good chunk of change for a race. Yeah, definitely the biggest purse I have ever won. So, 
pretty special to come at Flambro Speedway track I call home. And yeah, we're picking up the dinner for the crew. They worked really hard the last couple of weeks getting this car back together. And, you know, they never give up. It was a rough week two weekends ago. And, you know, we, we came back and we worked long hours with the crew and we got her done and it paid off. So, you know, I got to gotta reward the crew guys for all their hard work and giving up all their free time. And yeah, just really happy with how we rebounded from that track two weeks ago. You know, we had a, a lot of work to do and we, we went to work and we got it done. Buddy, hard work pays off. And definitely, Kyle, you know what hard work is all about. You guys put the time in and uh, you're getting the results for all the effort that you're putting in. Delaware Speedway had monster trucks on it this past Friday night. But uh, I take a look at the schedule here. Pro Late Models back on the schedule next Friday night. You ready to go? Yeah, I'm actually not going to be there next Friday. We're going to prioritize Sobel Speedway. So, you know, we race that car today and we're going to take it to Sobel next Saturday. So I think there's still some room to make some more speed out of our APC Auto Parts Pennzoil number 22. So we're going to go to work. We got some Pinty's cars to get ready for out in Quebec too. So we're going to have a busy week ahead of us, but we're going to get prepared for the big race at Sobel, 150 laps with the APC Series. Yeah, and that's a good track for you, too, right? Does uh, Scott, your dad, Scott Steckley, is uh, Kyle's dad. Uh, he grew up at Sobel Speedway in a late model car before he went big-time racing in the Pinty Series, back then the Canadian Tire Series. Kyle, does your dad still have notes from his late model days at Sobel that would apply or even help with that uh, APC car? Not that he gives me. He maybe does, but, you know, he doesn't give them to me. He makes me work for it. But we had a pretty good car there last year in the first uh, race at Sobel. We almost picked up the win. So definitely going to look back at the notes from there and make a few small adjustments, and hopefully we can have a good car and run up front. Kiddo, I can well imagine it's going to be off the hook come the Labor Day or Labor Day, come the Civic Holiday Weekend, where the APC rolls into Sobel for its stop there. Uh, one and only stop this year, right? Or do you go back there again? We go back there on the 26th of August, actually. So we have two stops there. Ah, there you go. So you got double dip. You're going to uh, go out there and learn a lot, but you're going to go out there and hopefully win another APC race. That would be kind of cool, too. Absolutely, you know, put us in a bit of a hole there two weeks ago, so we're looking to dig out of it and pick up a win this weekend. Uh, can we expect to see you in maybe one of the Pinty's cars when we hit us weekend, or uh, is when's your next Pinty's race? Can we see you in a car yet this year? So my next Pinty's race is CTMP, another road course which I had a ton of fun at Toronto Indy, but we're going to do CTMP at the start of September, and then obviously the fall brawl at Delaware, we're going to run that as well, but what I'm really looking forward to with Pinty's in August is I'm going to be crew chiefing for Kenny Schrader at Oshweekin. So working with him is going to be really cool. You know, I worked with Stuart Friesen last year, which was a really cool experience. He's a great guy to work with. But looking forward to work with Kenny this year and, you know, hopefully learn some stuff from him and go from there. Oh, I guarantee you, you're going to you're gonna have a blast doing it. And you know what? Kenny is going to have a, a, a real good set of eyes with him, uh, with you, Kyle. Awesome stuff. Congratulations on the Gold Rush win. Don't want to hold you back from those chicken wings because I know those guys you're with will chew them all up and you'll be looking for scraps. Exactly. Thanks, guys. You bet. That is Kyle Steckley, driver of the number 22. Just a little bit richer today in the gold rush. He takes home the victory in the 123 today at Flamborough. Uh, just an amazing stop 
for uh, the APC car. If you haven't seen that Flamborough APC race and that wreck we're talking about, get to G-Force and go back and watch the last Flamborough Speedway race. It's actually a really good race, uh, but a real scary crash that uh, Kyle was involved with, uh, the 72 car, Junior Farley, and I want to say Tom Gibbons was in on that one. And uh, the 72 car got right airborne and landed on the windshield of the 22 and actually broke right through it. Uh, Scotty builds a really good car. The rules dictate that you got to build them this way. And luckily, uh, everybody, uh, you know, built the car the correct way. And luckily, everything hung on. Uh, and Kyle uh, wasn't hurt at all. The car was tore up cosmetically. But uh, no structural damage and uh, evidence today, watching him go through and winning the gold rush. Uh, good on Kyle for doing that. Our next guest, hopefully, is Trayton Lapsovich. We've been trying to get Trayton for a little while here. We had him lined up to be our first guest of the night. Uh, but, of course, with the rain out yesterday and the gold rush moving to today, uh, Trayton was in that race as well and uh, come away with the fourth-place fourth finish. He did a dynamite job in the race. And uh, talking about uh, success, he's the point leader in the NASCAR Penny Series. They do the Western Swing. The first stop in that Western Swing was Edmonton last Saturday. And uh, Trayton come away with the top three finish in that race. Uh, so good success there. Obviously maintained the points lead. Uh, and then he headed for Saskatoon. All you can ask is to have a good day, right? When you're the point leader, you're out there. Yeah, you want to win races, but you want to look at the big picture too. I don't think Trayton's looking at the big picture. He's uh, just going after those elusive wins. Just keep them coming. Uh, he's had a dynamite season so far. I want to say he's got three wins, uh, if not more. Uh, they roll into Saskatoon, Sutherland Automotive Speedway. Beautiful speedway out there, my dad. Uh, they got the Bridge City 200 coming up for the pro late models, super late models. Uh, it's coming up in August. So if you're out that way, you want to check out the Bridge City 200 for those guys. Uh, but the Pindy Series rolled in there Wednesday night. Uh, Trayton coming off a good Edmonton. Rolls in with the 20 car. Went out there. Got fast time. Yep, so there is box number one check. Got quick time. Goes out, wins race number one. And, of course, out there, it's not like a halfway break and then they run another uh, the other half of the race. No, no. It's two separate races that take place at uh, Saskatoon when they do go there. And uh, Trayton won the first race, pulls her into the pit, Jeff and all the guys go to work on that 20 car. Send him back out. Well, if he didn't go out and win the next one as well. So double win for Trayton Lapsovich in Saskatoon. Uh, comes back to Ontario, back home, uh, with some great success. And uh, he's not satisfied with that, though, right? He can't just go home and relax now and sit on the couch. No, no. He's got to jump into a late model and jump into the gold rush today. And uh, he, he went out and did another fantastic job. Didn't win the race. Kyle did uh, come home fourth. So good run for Triton. We're really hoping to get him on the show tonight because it's been a while since we've caught up with Triton. Uh, but uh, I, I can't see uh, any sign of him just yet. 
Uh, so eh, we still got a little bit of time, and he can pop in. All your local racetracks will be running again either Friday night. I mentioned Delaware Speedway Friday night. Uh, a Sweeken is Friday night, next Friday night. Um, uh, get to both. Get, get to either or. I guess kind of hard to get to both unless you do what I do, and I tune in on uh, Rogers for Delaware, and I've got uh, G-Force up for a Sweeken, and I am able to watch both of them. Uh, kind of hard to concentrate trying to watch two races, but I've done it. As a matter of fact, I've had three up at one time with the Maritime Motorsports in there as well. Uh, but uh, you can't lose. If you go to either one of those racetracks on a Friday night, uh, you're going to get your money's worth and uh, some great racing coming up. Pro Late Models back on the schedule at Delaware. Uh, the stock V8s are also there. They're the class that's ran just like the United 8s at uh, the beach. They're running under the clock in a breakout system. It's proven to really work well at Delaware Speedway. The car count continues to grow. Uh, I've, I've seen some dynamite races in that at Delaware. Stock V8 is the name of the class. And when you see the mini stocks at, uh, uh, at Delaware, uh, bone stock, I think they're called bone stock. Um, how about 55 cars? That's what they're getting. 55 plus in that class. 36 will qualify for the race. But 55-plus show up on the grounds, that's unheard of. Uh, and, you know, Oswegan's got a great uh, uh, four-cylinder count as well. Don't get me wrong there. But uh, I don't think anybody in, the, in Canada has been topping 55 cars in a four-cylinder class trying to qualify in for a 36-car start. Uh, it's right off the hook. Delaware Speedway, Friday night, that's what you're going to see. So uh, check that out. Uh, Flamborough Speedway is going to be back on it. I want to say the Canadian Vintage Modifieds are in there next weekend. Uh, the uh, Ontario Modifieds are going to have a trip around Flamborough Speedway. Plus the other divisions that take place at Flamborough. Uh, going to be some great racing there. Wednesday night special, Dash for Cash, Sawville Speedway. Uh, event I started, I don't know, quite a few years ago now. Uh, but it was the MacArthur Tire Dash for Cash back in my day. thought, you know, put a Wednesday night race on. Give these people at Sobble Beach some entertainment midweek. Um, and, and it worked out. It's continued ever since. And the Wednesday night Dash for Cash is one that you don't want to miss. Uh, we heard from Cole Camrat tonight, junior late model. They got a huge special lined up for those guys come Wednesday night. What did he say? $1,008 is what it's going to pay to win in a kid's race. So if that doesn't set the stage for you, I don't know what will. Uh, it's going to be dynamite. So you want to check that out. APC, the APC series, going to head for Sobble on the long weekend, uh, which is next weekend. Uh, so big racing there. I don't know whether the Beat the Heat 150 is that weekend as well. Have to check the schedule. Um, but if that's the case, you're going to get huge late model racing at the beach. Uh, you may want to check that out. Peterborough Speedway, back on the schedule, rocking and rolling. Uh, Sunset Speedway, how about that? Uh, they had first responders night. I think it was this past Saturday night. They jammed the place. Good on you, Brian and Sandra Toddish. Uh, it, it was cool. If you were a first responder, you got into Sunset Speedway. No charge. Uh, talk about cool ways of putting fans in the grandstand. 
uh, leave it to Brian and Sandra uh, to come up with some inventive ways. Don't forget the Junior Hanley 72 that was scheduled to race there a couple weeks ago that got rained out. They moved that to Velocity Weekend uh, that is in September. So you want to join? I'm going to be there for that one. I can't miss it. The Junior Hanley 72. Uh, it's really going to be a good race. Uh, Rick Spencer Walt will have a motor in his car for that race. For uh, blew his motor today at Flamborough Speedway for the Gold Rush. Uh, but you can count on Rick Spencer Walt to be in that one and uh, gunning for the win. He won last night at sunset. So congratulations, Ricky, on that. Uh, look forward to seeing you in the Junior 72 on Velocity Weekend. Uh, every class, I believe, that's in the province will be running Velocity Weekend. It's a huge two-day show. Uh, as you know, Autumn Colors is going to come up at uh, Peterborough Speedway and Frostoberfest at Flamborough Speedway. Those are the year-end iconic races that take place in the province of Ontario to cap the season. Um, we'll have lots more about all those events as we get closer to them. Uh, but you know what? It's, uh, uh, look at it. It's only the end of July, and now I'm starting to look at the fall. Uh, but the championship weekends, they're all coming up. Uh, it doesn't matter whether we're talking short track racing or even the NASCAR stuff. They're into playoffs. So uh, you, you got to start looking at it. But this is the time of the season to get to your local short track. Uh, some of the best racing that you've seen all year is about to take place at the short tracks. Um, teams have all got their positions now. Uh, they've got everything set up. New guys or new cars have got, you know, the bugs out of them. Uh, you see a lot of moving and shaking. You see a lot of different uh, drivers, uh, di different faces in new places. Uh, it all takes place at your sh local short track. And even talking to uh, Chris tonight at the new Speedway, well, kind of relatively new, uh, Dead Horse Creek Speedway out in Manitoba. How cool is that? Community-oriented. Uh, uh, they're going to have a big special at the end of the month, but it is community-oriented, and they're doing good uh, to help raise funds for a local hospital there, and uh, the community's hugely responding to it. There's a lot that can be done, and there is a lot done at your local speedways that help your local communities and uh, you can be part of all of it uh, and just get to, this, get to the racetracks. Google them. Uh, and if you can't find it, uh, you want my email address, I can tell you where your tracks are and what's coming up. Joe at racetimeradio.com is my email address. Feel free to contact me. I'd love to help you out. Get to a speedway. Um, and, and you can do that. If you've got someone that would be a special guest that you'd like to see, here on Race Time or hear from here on Race Time, reach out, tell me, and I'll try and make it happen. Uh, we try and keep it to the winners or special interest stories. Uh, but, hey, we open our parameters up all the time. And uh, don't forget, Race Time Radio is on the air. Right 52 weeks out of the year. Well, we take a couple of weeks off, Christmas and New Year's. Uh, but we're on the air all season long is what I'm getting at. So we got lots of opportunity to get who you want to see or he, who you want to hear from on the program. Uh, we try and make that all happen. But that's going to do it for us tonight in the Race Time Radio studio. Got to thank you all for tuning in. Junior, we'll be back here next Saturday or next Sunday to join us. 
And uh, you'll have lots of stories I can well imagine. He spotted for Chase Pensano today, and they had the pull for the gold rush. So look forward to getting Junior back in here. Got to thank Susie Q right here in our studio. And, of course, all the guys at Rev TV Canada and Sirius XM uh, for doing what they do to get us to you, the race fan on the air. But uh, that's going to do it for us. You have a good, safe week, everybody. Uh, we'll, we'll see you at the local racetracks. Uh, and if not, have a good one. We'll catch you next week right here, all live on Race Time Radio. Have a good one, everybody. We'll catch you next week right here. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.